Welcome to the ServiceNow Healthcare podcast series. My name is Christopher Killian. I'm a senior manager with ServiceNow, and I'm joined today by Baylor Scott and White, who is going to be taking us through a really innovative program and process. It's been really an asset journey uh, that they've been on. So it's really been about innovating in the IT asset management space directly with Epic, an Epic focus and uh, having an impact on some of the direction with uh, t- technical readiness and sort of technical prep in an asset uh, environment. I'm joined today by Brandon Krauss, a manager of IT operations at Baylor Scott & White. I'm also joined by Tyler Langlois, a team lead on the IT operations team, as well as Lucas Tigert, a team lead as well on the IT operations team. Gentlemen, thank you for being on the podcast with me this morning. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Good morning. Good morning. Well, I'm going to, uh, there's three of you and one of me. So I'm going to just turn this over to, to the ba- Baylor Scott and White team. Uh, tell us a little bit about Baylor Scott and White, some of your roles and responsibilities, and sort of, you know, we can sort of kind of paint the picture for our audience a little bit. Baylor Scott and White is uh, the largest nonprofit healthcare system in Texas. We cover 47 counties. We have 7.4 million uh, patient encounters annually. We have 53 hospitals, 562 specialty clinics, over 49,000 employees, and 7,500 physicians. Wow, that's a that's a large system to say the least. Everything's bigger than in Texas, and uh, clearly Baylor Scott White's no exception. That's right. Um, kind of re- regarding your uh, you know your history with ServiceNow. I know you guys have been a customer a long time. Um, talk to us a little, just a little bit about you know maybe that partnership and how that's led to you guys innovating on the platform. Yeah, we, um, we, the enterprise received uh, ServiceNow back in 2013. Um, and during that time, the enterprise had merged with uh, Scott and White in Central Texas. And um, for the most part, we have most of the ServiceNow modules. Um, one of the things that our team really wanted to do, we were huge supporters of it. We were very excited to get ServiceNow. We had seen so much uh, benefit from the live demos and really moving on to the platform. Uh, we were kind of big cheerleaders. And so when we saw some of the capabilities around the asset management features and functionality, we really wanted to take advantage of that um, right from the get-go, right out of the gate. So um, our team kind of just thought of ways that we could use it creatively. There's nothing like being excited about a platform when you see the ability is to drive, you know, kind of that digital transformation. In this case, you guys had a, a you know, a, a real asset challenge that kind of takes us into, you know, our, our challenge statement. So tell our, tell our audience a little bit about the governance process. You know, what was, what was the current state? So here you are with that excitement around, Hey, here's a platform that could likely help us and multiple teams and divisions that are dependent upon you know a single asset inside of uh, in this case you know an, an epic an epic focus asset so kind of walk us through what you know maybe the, the world looked like before and then uh, take us with take us to you know up, up to the point of what that was you know starting to transform to be on the ServiceNow platform just a little background uh, our team was tasked with doing all of the asset management and identifying epic uh, mapping so where the uh, workstations would print to um, and so we had been using uh, spreadsheets, offline spreadsheets, paper copies, 
and as you know, those things can uh, become quite hard to manage people with different columns and different views and they're not gathering consistent data. So we moved from uh, spreadsheets that were all offline to SharePoint online, which worked better because we could uh, mandate fields be filled in and whatnot. And uh, eventually we did a large data import into ServiceNow and we started using that as our source of truth. And that developed over time into a more robust system for us to keep track of our assets and epic mapping. Yeah, and this all started around, um, around our epic rollouts. It kind of uh, followed that process and that project because we had to put out thousands of devices throughout all the hospitals and we had to keep track of those devices and pass that information onto our mapping teams so they could do their work. And that's kind of, um, that was kind of the driver on finding a system to, to work a little better than these spreadsheets. What a, uh, <laughs> what a journey from, you know, manual spreadsheets to kind of from good to better to best, right? You, you have the manual spreadsheets, then you go into the uh, import, or oh, not the import, you go into SharePoint and you have some required fields. And then ultimately you get into this a little bit more mature effort around uh, data import into ServiceNow. I, I love that progression because I think it's one that many of us are either living, have lived, or continue to live. Uh, I, I, I want to use that kind of as a segue into the multiple uh, multiple departments, right? So you, uh, I think, Lucas, you just mentioned a little bit about the mapping team, and clearly those are the assets that the Epic, the Epic teams are responsible for, but it's, it's sort of their not their top priority, right? It's kind of that assumption that the asset will be in the right place at the right time available for assignment, whether that's assignment for printing, uh, whether that's assignment for some other, uh, you know, some other function, you know, technical function. So walk, walk me through, you know, so you, you have this progression, you have the multiple departments. How, how do you start to even begin to, to sell, you know, these epic rollouts, right? How do you begin to even sell the internal teams on, hey, we have some dis discrepancies here on the accuracy potentially of our assets, right? And we have we have a trust issue maybe in the integrity of that data. And we've got a spreadsheet and I've got a SharePoint and I got a ServiceNow thing. How did you guys bundle this together? That's that's quite an effort, it sounds like. We, you know, we, we really saw, what we started seeing were we were getting pinged uh, offline by analysts on different teams, right? So whoever was working on that portion of their build at any given time were saying, hey, I need to know this information. Where can I get that information? And what we started seeing was the same question being asked by the ASAP team, by the Cupid team, by the OpTime team. And we realized, hey, they all need the exact same information. How can we standardize this and just make this part of what we're already capturing and put it into some location where everybody can see it at the same time because everybody's using the exact same content. And so it really came down to, we needed to connect the printer details of that mapping connection onto the uh, CI record in a location under, un, under the content fields so that reports could be generated and any team could see any asset record and know which device that that computer is going to print to. And so it was really kind of the aha moment 
when we realize, hey, if we, if we capture this stuff when we're doing the deployment, it will always be there and live with that asset. I love the response. You, you, you start to sort of match the, the multiple teams, in this case, Epic teams. You mentioned Cupid, Optime, and some others, all asking for the same you know, sort of construction or construct. And, and, and I think that's really, that's key, right? Because you guys were, 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 were aware technically of what needed, you know, what the challenge really was. And then here, here's this great platform to begin to consolidate that and have a kind of a one-to-many response. That's really powerful. I wanted to ask, um, what, were there any residual benefits? And when I say residual, as in, well, we've, we've created this now for the Epic team. What did this mean for audit? What did this mean for finance? What did this mean for just maybe overall security? Those are also other, other teams that aren't part of necessary clinical build, but likely dependent upon the same exact, you know, asset documentation. Were there any residual benefits there that you guys could share? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because um, once we started to develop some of these workflows and capture this information for the team, we did have an internal audit come through around hardware um, accuracy and, and being tracked and, you know, ensuring that the devices were encrypted and things of that nature. And one of the audit findings was there isn't a defined process around tracking Epic hardware and at, at the clinic level um, on when a clinic shuts down to ensure that that asset is tracked on its new location. And internal audit and risk management came to us and they were like, hey, we have this audit finding. We're like, well, we've actually created this process. This is what all of the Epic teams are following. This is what we've trained our field service teams to do. And this is how they're doing that. And this is how we remediate that audit finding. What do you think? And they're like, yeah, that's the audit remediation for these three audit findings. And so they actually used our training materials and our screenshots and our workflows as the audit remediation documentation to close those items out. So you have this, um, if I heard you correctly, Brandon, you, you have this immediate shareable win for a department that likely, and, and I don't want to put words in anyone's mouth, but that you likely didn't anticipate as being another problem you'd be solving for, which I think, again, is just a, a, more, a really powerful story to you know, probably not necessarily laugh about now, but there's got to be, there's gotta be a, a, some level of humor there to say, wow, as we've innovated for our, our own challenges and needs, we're allowing the rest of the organization at the enterprise level to see see the benefits here and and kind of again that one to many relationship in an asset in asset management as it benefits other teams. What, what a really powerful story! So I wanted to jump into a little bit about the response from potentially the overall IT group because I know that there can be multiple trusted authorities for you know asset management and collections, and this team had a very a very purpose, you know, purpose focus or purposeful focus on uh, clinical assets and uh, specifically around uh, the, the Epic environment. I just didn't know if there was any sort of pushback or other conversations that you had to have with, you know, the, the core IT group who may be more uh, using more traditional either collections and or uh, asset management uh, targets. I mean, we, we did have a little bit at the beginning, um, which is why we started with the spreadsheets. It's, it's always the quick and, and easiest thing to do. Um, ServiceNow, is, it does require a little bit of build out, 
but once we started moving along, um, it, it became apparent really quickly that, you know, these, these systems weren't designed for asset management. So when we got to that point, we really didn't have a, a ton of pushback from any of the teams. We actually have a lot more teams now um, who've seen what we've done with ServiceNow with our asset management. And they're, they want to jump in that boat with us. Um, we're working on some stuff with infrastructure and networking and, and some of the other teams. Uh, mobility to uh, to kind of mirror what we did with uh, computers and printers and things like that. Um, so yes, yeah, answer your question. No, we didn't really have a, a ton of pushback. We just uh, we had some some growing pains we had to get through. Got it. I appreciate and, you. Appreciate you and adding to that, Chris, you know the what also helped is those same risk items that were coming out of risk management for audit remediation were across multiple IT towers and director levels and teams. And so our remediation of using the asset management tool remediated across multiple teams. And so once they saw their audit items coming down because of something we did, that was something that really started to snowball buy-in and excitement for those teams. Got it. So through through some more organic or I guess the, the natural the natural relationship of these assets across multiple divisions, the, the benefits were already being realized. Okay, got it. Got it. That's, a, that's important to know as well. So you've been on this journey for, I think, in some of the conversations we've had outside, um, you've been on this journey for, you know, 24 plus months. What are some key lessons learned? If you were to sort of, you know, have that moment to talk to yourselves in the mirror <laughs> two, two, two plus years later on, on things you would have done either differently or, or areas that you would have started in rather than, rather than other areas, what, what would those be? What would you want to share with the audience? Well, some of those, uh, like Brennan mentioned, the audit remediations, um, that was really helpful for us as a driver. Um, I would suggest just you skip the spreadsheets and just go straight into service now and and do it right the first time. Uh, a lot of our, a lot of time that was kind of wasted was just moving from database to database to database. Um, just do it right the first time. Got it. That's um, definitely important. You know, you don't, if you, that's a, that's a huge lesson learned to say, well, we, we thought that the spreadsheets would be the right place, but uh, apparently it might've been better just to use uh, the same sort of experience of tables and fields right in service now and begin to, you know, familiarize yourself and build that, build that level of confidence with the platform rather than going through some of that progression. But I appreciate you guys sharing that. I think it's very important as well. So we've, um, we've really gone through several talking points today. And in another conversation that we had, you guys had some top takeaways. And I wanted to cover these because I thought they were really important to share with our audience today. And, um, you know, some of, those, some of those key takeaways were about adding an epic status field um, for, for epic reporting right? Epic status reporting more specifically. We, we didn't really talk too much today about the dashboarding efforts. I know that, I know that this team has done um, a lot of work with, you know, mid-level and senior management around dashboarding to show trends and sort of set the, the posture of this asset tracking. Um, how, how has that been received and has that been, in, you know, has that been a, a challenge 
as well in order to build these types of reports and dashboards? Or have you guys found that to be, you know, somewhat, um, I wouldn't say easy, but definitely something that's, um, something that's built into the ServiceNow platform and, and begins to, to make that a little bit of a, uh, an easier request or ask? Yeah, I think, you know, right out of the gate, there wasn't anything native to the platform that allowed us to track a, a device status within another application. So we did have to create a field for that purpose, and we called it the, the um, app device status field. And basically, it was a, a way to tell anyone looking at that device, here is where it's at in the epic technical mapping process. Um, once that was created, it, it really gave and enabled and empowered the teams to track the devices and know what they were responsible for through reporting and dashboards. But without that, there was no way to distinguish a computer that might be in an administrative office that is never going to use Epic versus something that was at a nurse station other than its location. And so we had to provide tools to give them the ability to know that insight. And so the biggest challenge around that was really educating the users on what those statuses were and how they can use them to their advantage. Yep, definitely. Definitely part of the, the maturity there is giving them the ability to inspect and then also share you know, feedback to continuously try to improve. So I think the dashboarding is absolutely key as well. And that's, I know via the podcast, we can't share those visuals, but I can tell you I've seen them and, and the, uh, the ability for this team with the, the size that Baylor Scott and White is to say with a, a very granular, granular level of confidence on how they're trending in their, their asset readiness in, uh, in an epic environment. It's, it's impressive to say the least. So just a, a great job overall by this team regarding you know, the, the field statuses, the reporting and the dashboarding as well. Any closing remarks or thoughts that the Baylor Scott and White team would like to share? Yeah, just, you know, don't, don't be discouraged. Um, always look for opportunities to push your, you know, IT asset management workflows forward. Even if, you know, you're only moving that needle a, a little bit, you know, look at it as an opportunity to crawl, walk, and then run. And every little bit helps and it will build on each other because as, as, soon as you make those incremental changes the enterprise will start to get behind you because they'll start seeing value as soon as you start relieving some of the pain and the burden that these other teams have to face in their work and you become a partner doing things to help them you really start to build that momentum and that buy-in and that excitement so every little bit helps well said. The uh, the buy-in is always important, right? It's always easier to sort of uh, champion at the top and cascade down. And I think we have all experienced when you try to go from the bottom up. Sometimes it can be can be difficult. So I think those are those are words of wisdom that you've just shared, and something for all of us to learn from, especially as we have these own pursuits in our health systems. All right. Well, 
I want to personally thank you guys for taking the time to join us on our podcast series here at ServiceNow. Uh, for our audience, thank you for listening. I hope this has been helpful in uh, your own pursuits as you begin to innovate and think about ways to improve uh, your IT asset management pursuits as well. So on behalf of the Baylor Scott and White team, I'm Christopher Killian. Have a fantastic morning. We'll talk to you soon on the next ServiceNow podcast. Thank you.